host, David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. On today's episode, I talk with Remy G. I'm extremely grateful to Remy for coming on and talking to me about this topic because it's one that I was quite nervous for and I think is an uncomfortable topic to talk about in the public generally. We talk about how attractive Remy is. I think she's a very, very beautiful woman and we talk about that and that's basically where the conversation starts. But we get into you know, what it is like to be a very attractive woman in today's culture. How does it impact her relationships with men, with women? And, you know, how does the society deal with sexuality and female attractiveness generally? I think this is the start of what I hope to be many conversations in and around this topic, because it's something I really struggle with personally to understand what the right view is. And I think it's something that's very uncomfortable to talk about. We also talk about the fact that it's uncomfortable to talk about. I find Remy to be extremely insightful and I really appreciated her putting herself out there to talk about things that, to talk about things with me that she can't even talk to with many of her friends because of the, let's call it stigmas around being a very attractive woman. For example, like what right does she have to feel unattractive when many people would clearly point out to her that it must just be in her head? Or the difficulties with men always hitting on her and yes, she can sometimes get free drinks, but at what cost? We touch a little bit on more of the social issues, but the focus is really more on Remy's personal experience. Uh, I hope to have her back soon to have many more conversations and to touch on the social implications of these things. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did and can really appreciate how strong Remy had to be to put herself out there in this conversation. I know I very much do. Please let me know what you think about the conversation and any of the points we talked about. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube and consider supporting us at thesafespace.ca. Hey, Remy, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Glad to be here. Um, so I'm nervous for this conversation, um, and I don't know if you are, but it's definitely going to be an interesting one, I think, because the way I phrased it to you before we started recording was basically that I just think you're exceptionally hot, and I wanted to talk about that. Um, and so I'm interested to know your initial thoughts, because to many people, even me kind of even saying that. I might already be objectifying you or, you know, I, you're, you're clearly more than just your looks, but that's what I'm choosing to focus on. And there's so many areas, so many pathways we can go, but I think it's really important to be able to talk about, you know, attractiveness and, and appearance very honestly. So I'm interested in your initial thoughts, you know, when I pose this topic and just uh, generally, I suppose. Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. Um, initial thoughts, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to sum that up. Like, I, I think I've been told that a lot throughout my life. And it's always been something that I think I've kind of like shied away from in terms of it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, and there obviously is sort of a I wouldn't say I feel objectified, but there's definitely a sense of women believing that they're only as good as their looks. So, you know, sort of the fear of 
you know, when I lose my looks or when I get older and I don't, you know, I have wrinkles and I'm, you know, not as appealing, um, to the standard, uh, what will happen to me? So I, yeah, I think it's a very, uh, deep topic and we'll definitely get into it more, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So there's two, it basically immediately diverges in my view. Cause there's the like male female dynamic around looks. And then there's also the female female dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, cause the, the thing that kind of comes to my mind the most is you say it's hard to kind of not let people's comments about your appearance like kind of leech into your soul let's say and i'm wondering if you think it's harder or easier for someone really attractive because you know there's this idea like i would assume you get more messaging about your looks from people than the average person and especially compared to someone who's kind of let's say average or below average looking and it definitely they know they would know they're not getting that messaging but how is it like do you think you get a lot more of that messaging and and how do you think your experience compares to someone who might be less attractive hmm um okay let's start with do i get more messaging um (laughs) i guess i do i mean i've never really thought about that i've never really like compare that to say someone that was like less hot. Um, Mm. I've never really thought about that, but yeah, I mean, I guess, wait, what was your second question? Yeah, no worries. (laughs) Um, and I, I have a tendency to kind of like ramble on. So, um, but I already have a kind of follow-up based on that actually that I think is more important because it's really surprising to me that this wouldn't come up in conversation with other women, right? That you don't have an immediate answer as to, well, no, I know. Like, cause you know, I would talk to my male friends about like, Oh, I got a bunch of women telling me I'm how hot I am. And like, we'd talk about that and compare notes, right? Really? And even with the less attractive men, right? It would just, yeah. but it, cause it wouldn't, like, I don't know, it wouldn't be a major thing. Like, you know, I have an overweight buddy and it would be like, yeah, I'm hotter. And we talk about that and it's just a fact and it's a very casual fact. And so I'm interested to hear, yeah, it's surprising to you that I would take for granted that I talk to my, my, my male friends about that. And so how does that compare to your experience with your female friends? I think with females, it's different. Um, So I think when you're surrounded by a group of women that are all very attractive and they know they're all very attractive, it's very easy to, you know, talk about that sort of stuff and be like, oh my gosh, look at this person that told me I was hot or, or look at this person that complimented on my picture or whatever it is. But I think from my experience, um, I've always felt like uncomfortable sort of discussing that because I don't want someone else to think that they're less than because they don't look like me. I don't know. Like Mm. if I'm being honest, I don't know. I don't understand like why I get those compliments and that's not because I have low self-esteem or I'm not like, I don't think I'm like good looking, but sometimes I don't like, I don't, I don't know what you see because what I see in the mirror is completely different to what you see. Um, So 
Yeah, I guess I, I, I just don't talk about that with my friends, but I think girls are just a little bit more, I don't know what the word is, but. Um, to me, it seems like women are, if I had to paint with a broad brush, overall less secure about their looks. Like there's very few men I know, there are some, but in terms of just casual conversation, very few men, like I can, I once told, like mentioned to my buddy how he's overweight and his girlfriend got offended on his behalf, but like, he's like, yeah, I am, right? Like, um, whereas I can't imagine telling a female she's overweight, even if that's just a fact. And so it seems like the, the, there's an inability to talk honestly about female appearance broadly. Um, yet there's this hyper focus on it in the culture. And it's like, we can't talk about it, but we're going to inundate it, you with it anyways. And so it's really weird. And, and so I assume that kind of factors into the, the ethos in, in like, you know, female, female relationships. Right. And I mean, I think from such a young age, like women aside from men are just bombarded with different messages, different images, different, you know, things that we're told that make us beautiful or make us desirable or attractive. And it's not the same for men. Men don't have to, I think, deal with that. Although there are, you know, the, you have to look like you're muscular and you got to be fit and whatnot. And, but I think for women, there's such a high standard and it's, it's hard to attain. And if you, there's like a little subconscious that if you don't attain that, well, then you're not beautiful. So you know, when I'm looking at, let's just say TikTok, for example, because it's, it's relevant. Um, when I'm looking at these, you know, TikTok stars or whatever you want to call them, and there's beautiful women on there and their bodies are phenomenal and they're, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, big tits. And I'm like, wow, like I don't look like that. So therefore I don't meet the standard. So yeah, I think it's, it's tough and it's hard to like talk about that with your friends maybe because it's such a different standard. And I think, yeah, naturally women just feel maybe like they see their flaws more or yeah. Do you, I'm really, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'm really interested to know how it affects you because there are some people who I can hear voices in my head of people who would say like, this woman is so hot. Like how dare, like, you know, they wouldn't feel any compassion that that's tough for you too. Right. Because clearly that's tough for, let's say ugly women. All right. <laughs> Not that I want to label anyone ugly, but let's say for, you know, for ease yeah. of use. Um, and so how does it affect you as someone who, you know, you get a lot of messaging that you're, you're good looking, but also maybe you're not good looking enough and you'll eventually lose your looks. And so I'm really, how does that affect you and how do you, you know, stay true to yourself in that? Cause I feel like it's a unique perspective that I don't really hear about. Yeah. I mean, from just, let's say a personal experience, let's just say personal relationships, amongst other females, I think that's always been sort of a. Like I hear it, I don't mean to cut you off, but I hear like, it, you know, if you say you don't, if you're having an issue with self-esteem and you're saying, oh, I feel ugly, the response would just be like, oh, shut up, you're beautiful. Exactly. That's exactly it. So I can't, 
you know, there were times where I'd be like, oh, I'm so fat, or I, sorry, there's like a bug. I feel, you know, I feel disgusting today or whatever. A lot of the time I'd feel self-conscious saying that to my friends because I don't want them to be like, oh, she's so annoying or she's, you know, what is she talking about? Or she shouldn't feel that way. But at the same time, I think, you know, and I've learned this over time that just because you can, you're so like stick thin or you're whatever you could, you could literally be perfect in the sense and you can look in the mirror and you may not necessarily think that you're perfect. So I think your appearance is also a state of mind more so than, you know, what you, what other people actually perceive you as. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess in, in my personal relationships, it's always sort of been something that I don't talk about much, but I still feel it. And it's still, yeah. If I do talk about it, I sort of get that like, ugh what is she talking about? She shouldn't like, that's not fair for her to say that. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you sharing that now. And I think it's interesting. And I'm wondering, does that extend to how you like portray your body as well? Like, you know, I was talking with a friend who was saying she's uncomfortable where she's very attractive in my opinion, but she's sometimes uncomfortable going to the beach in a bikini because her friends aren't comfortable in bikinis. And so it's like this interesting, uh, dynamic that I wouldn't have expected. Um, and I'm wondering, cause you say, yeah, you're self-conscious about talking about it. Um, but are you self-conscious about also presenting your body, uh, in ways you might want to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think less now more than it previously was, I've kind of learned that everyone has to live their own lives. And unfortunately, like I can't be responsible for how other people feel when I'm around them, um, especially just by the way that I look. Um, but, you know, certain examples could be maybe not wearing a bikini, but, you know, sometimes I get like eyelash extensions. I don't have them right now, but <laughs> when I did, and then some friends would make comments about it, like negative comments to try to like, I wouldn't say bring me down, but it's almost like a way for others to feel better. I don't really know, but yeah, there's definitely times where if I'm around certain people, I'll dress differently or, you know, but I've learned sort of to not do that, to still be true to like myself. Well, that's, that's really good. And, and, you know, I'm interested if anything sticks out at you in terms of key lessons or key like milestones on that journey, because, um, yeah, I, I assume it was quite tough. Like I couldn't, you know, I've thought a lot about gender identity and, and, and like, what would it have been if I was a woman? And it, like, I can't imagine how much more stress that would have put on my life just because like of how little I ever had to consider like male beauty standards. It just like, wasn't a thing that ever factored into my mind, but I was consistently thinking about female beauty standards, like just because of the data that was in my environment I feel so does anything stick out as like a particularly important moment of like moving towards that self-acceptance um I wouldn't really say a particular moment I think just as we grow up as we mature you kind of just move away from that or you just try to be your most authentic self I guess and you kind of just I think everybody has things that they have to overcome. And I'm not saying that this is something I have to overcome, but I do think that there are times where 
it may hinder me and there's times where it may help me. So yeah, especially I would say more so in like the workplace environment or trying to get something, um, being attractive, obviously people are attracted to attractive people, right? So if I'm, it's possible that I could, you know, get a certain job if I'm more attractive, especially if you're in like the service industry or, you know, obviously like a modeling agency or something. But I also think sometimes in the workplace being attractive, um, there's also this idea that maybe you're not as smart if you're too focused on your beauty. Um, so sometimes I'll go to work and I won't put makeup on because I want to show that like, Oh, I don't care about that. And maybe you'll take me more seriously if I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think there's the two sides to it. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. And, and just in terms of like, I've thought about this a lot personally, cause I think about many things a lot. Um, but you know, it was really tough because I was so obsessed with female beauty standards, um, you know, just and consistently it would cause me anxiety about like, you know, significant others and stuff like I was just always thinking about it. And then I went to the other extreme and I became like, well, if anyone spends a minute on their appearance, like clearly they don't have their they, they clearly care what other people think. They couldn't just want to look a certain way. And it's been a really weird process for me. And I'm still really struggling through it. Um, and I think, you know, it's interesting because we don't really talk ever about how female beauty standards impact men, right? And I don't want to get into that now uh, on this, but maybe another time we can as well. Um, but I'm interested, do you think it helps or hinders you more? Um, you know, because there is the stereotype of, you know, attractive women just get things given to them. Like life's easy. You can just walk through life, no problem. Um, you know, have you like, you know, based on your knowledge of your own experience and some of your friends and stuff, are some things easier for you? And, and, you know, what, if anything is harder for you? Yeah. So this is funny because, uh, I guess when I was a little bit younger, um, certain things like getting into a club or, getting free food at a restaurant or like little things like that, or people buying drinks for you was obviously so much easier. You just naturally get more attention. Um, but, and that's sort of something that's like hard to deal with because like, not that I'm old, but as I've gotten older and maybe the fact that I'm in a relationship that doesn't happen very often. So sometimes you question like, am I still good looking? Do people still like want to buy me drinks? But <laughs> I think yeah. And in that respect, it definitely helps. And I can go up to someone and, and ask for something and I'll might be able to get it if I'm, a, you know, more attractive. But um, I do think there is, as you said, that stereotype that if you are invested in, in your beauty and your appearance, well, then you're, you're vapid or you don't really have a brain or you aren't smart enough or you didn't study in school or whatever it is. So for me, I think I've actually always been sort of obsessed with wanting to look good and also succeeding at something so much that people can never say that about me. So I want to be so successful and good looking that it proves that you can be both. 
Like I can be smart and still look pretty. I, I no, don't know I, if it's going to happen yet, but. <laughs> well, I wish you the utmost of luck and I think you're well on your way. So uh, um, no, and I think that's really good and it's a good goal. Um, and it's important, right? I think it's important to have that perspective and, and like I said, I'm really working on having both, not even about myself. Like, you know, I kind of look in the mirror and I go good enough. And like, that's just all there is to it. Um, I'm interested in kind of the other aspect of how it might be detrimental in terms of, you know, there's this idea that we live in a very misogynistic culture, catcalling, harassment, um, you know, have, and we don't have to get into details if you're uncomfortable or get into it, but have you experienced that? And do you think you or other attractive women experience that more? And, and, and how does that impact your life and, and your, like, uh, your view of your own looks, if it can bring like n real negativity towards you? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely experienced that. And I think women experience that all the time and are very highly sexualized when there's, you know, no need to be. Um, I recently actually like watched a, a video of uh, Megan Fox who talks about how she was so sexualized in um, the film industry that that's all people saw. Like she was just a total like sex object. It made her feel so uncomfortable. She didn't want to be around people. And I feel like women can feel that a lot of the times where you don't want to you know, put yourself in situations where you are just an object. And I think that it happens way too often and frequently. Um, thankfully, you know, I don't think I've ever had to deal with like s sexual assault or like any of that. But I do think that um, it happens all the time and more frequently than people talk about. And I also think it's something that you know, is not open and people shy away from. And a lot of the time, and well, this could go into something so much like deeper, but mm. I do think a lot of the time um, women aren't taken seriously. And, and a lot of men may think, oh, well, we're just complimenting her. So why would she feel in any sort of negative way? But it's more than that. So yeah, yeah. I think that sometimes if you're not a woman, you haven't experienced that, you just wouldn't get it. <laughs> no, and that's fair. And it's something I really struggle with. And, you know, I, I'll use this to jump into the kind of male-female dynamic generally. Because like I said, I still really have a hard time understanding like the choice to be attractive, let's say, to put on makeup to, and you know, there's this idea of like, quote, asking for it. But also there's this idea of, um, you know, you're choosing to sexualize yourself, right? So it's not just like, obviously no one's asking to be assaulted, but you know, if you dress and make yourself look really attractive. And then a bunch of men are telling you how attractive you look. Um, you know, what is the balance there? And, but I also think the, another reason women aren't taken seriously is as you mentioned, like if someone's really attractive and they put on like, and they want to feel attractive, they're also just dismissed as kind of an airhead sometimes or whatever else. And so I think that factors in. And so, you know, in terms of the male female dynamic, like I started this podcast by just saying, Hey, you're hot. And like, that's bizarre. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I like telling my female friends that they're attractive. I think it's like a valuable thing to share. Um, but to be honest, I don't do it as often with my male friends. Sometimes I do though. Um, but <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, what is it like 
both with, I suppose, your male friends and with males generally uh, and, you know, dating life and, and things like that, because it is it's I I don't know how to navigate right now. Right. Like, I don't know, because it seems like a lot of the rules that I grew up with aren't valid anymore and maybe for valid reasons. And so I'm really interested. This was a long uh, <laughs> se- segment from me, but I'm really interested Yeah, in, in your thoughts on the male female dynamic. And yeah, if I do think you're really attractive, how do I know when it's appropriate, when it's not, when it will be well received, when it's not? Um, Mm -hmm. Enlighten me, please. Solve (laughs) solve this problem for me. So I think that is very unique to every person. And it's, uh, there's no one formula fits all, right? So for me, well, I know you, so you can say, oh, you're hot and I won't take offense to it. But if some random person said that to me on the street, I would maybe be a little bit creeped out. So it depends. And I, I don't, I don't have the answer for you. (laughs) Sorry, but I do think that, you know, going back to that topic of asking for it, um, because I've had these conversations with male friends and some of the time it's like, well, when you see somebody and they're dressed in a certain way, aren't they sending signals that they're asking for it or they're asking for attention? Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so detrimental to society and to men and to boys to think that that's how it is because it's not. And I think that a woman should be able to wear whatever she wants, be naked in a bar. And if she is telling you, no, or I'm not interested or leave me alone or whatever it is, then that should be respected, right? Shouldn't matter what you're wearing or how your face looks or your hair or anything. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we are sort of conditioned to see women as objects in a way and to sexualize the female body. It's just like, it is what it is. It's been used throughout history it's been used in advertising it's it's everywhere so how do you move away from that and and how do you as a man navigate that world and it's you know see a a beautiful woman and want to go up and compliment her and talk to her not know what to say or how she's going to react right not want to offend somebody so yeah it's a challenge and I don't I think it's definitely evolved since maybe I don't know five ten years ago and with the whole me too movement and and a lot of women speaking up about their experiences and telling men and and others that it's just not okay what's been happening I think it is a time of change and navigating this change is probably very very difficult but I think it's important yeah I, I I think it's one of the most important things I really care about this topic a lot and, you know, but it's, it's like very scary to even put forward any potential disagreements with some of what you said and say there might be another side because, you know, I don't know how it's received and I'm just trying to think through it as well. I agree, like the culture 10 years ago was bad and I learned that and I understood that, but it seems like now it's very difficult to talk about it uh, in an open, in an open fashion. And so like the two things that come to mind for me, one, you said, if a random person on the street said you're hot, you might think they're a creep or take offense to that. To me, it's like, well, if someone is tall 
that's just a fact too, right? And if someone just pointed out like to my seven foot tall friend, you're tall. <laughs> like if he's just pointing out a fact or whatever, um, and, and I understand why like physical attractiveness is different, has a lot more implications with it. But to me, I have a hard time understanding how that's different. Not that I go around like spouting to every tall person on the street that they're tall. And so maybe I just like made the other side of the same argument. It's like we definitely emphasize the attractiveness more than we emphasize random other facts about people's appearance. But so I'm interested if any, uh, what you think about that comparison. Would you tell a fat person that they're fat? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it, but people yeah. tell thin people they're thin, right? So it's like, I suppose yeah. if, if it's seen as, yeah, I'm not going to go insult someone. And it's the same with short people, like, you know, going to a, going to a four foot six person being like, you're short that like, there's almost like there's the good, tall, thin, attractive. We can tell people those things, but we can't tell them the opposite, but that's a very good point. No, it's true. And I think it comes down to like, what's behind that. So it's possible that someone's just complimenting you just because they want to compliment you. And I'm sure that is the case a lot of the time. So I think it comes down to how someone feels about the compliment based on, well, what's maybe the age of the person? Like, are they, you know, are they a creepy guy? What do they look like? I think it comes down to you're, you're giving me a compliment and I'm judging you, and that's going to make me feel a certain way. Does that kind of make sense? It, it makes total sense, and I, that's why it's really hard to navigate. There's some, I don't remember where I saw it, but some trope about, like, you know, the really hot guy in the movie who shows up at the doorstep with flowers, that's okay, but the really creepy dude who shows up at the door with flowers, he's thrown in jail. And it's like, <laughs> from the guy's perspective, how does he know which one he is, um, right? But uh, I mean, no, it's true. And I think it comes down to maybe how people approach other people. Right. So you started off saying you're hot. Well, you know, maybe there's a different way to like compliment a woman. Maybe there's a different yeah. way that you can sort of navigate so that, you know, and I'm not saying that was offensive. I didn't take offense to it at all, but I'm saying that someone yeah. might take offense or they might just be like, thank you, which is totally normal too. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And, you know, I did it kind of half tongue in cheek. And we've talked about this, like in preparation as well. But it's like, when I say I compliment my female friends on their appearance, I don't message them randomly. Hey, you're hot. <laughs> but sometimes I'll like, and even if I wanted to compliment a woman on the street, or like, you know, I if I ask if I'm trying to get a date, it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, I think you're really attract. I think you're really beautiful, or you look really pretty today, or whatever. Like, that's different than, hey, baby, you're real hot today, or whatever it is. Like, the, the entire tone, the approach, the language choice, there's an infinite number of ways to communicate the same message, and I think that's important to realize as well. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. The, and I, I just, just on that point, like, I think... And I think this is just in life. This is sort of just something I've like taken away. Um, but I think communication is so important, like so important. And so many like negative things happen when there's a miscommunication or not an understanding of where people are coming from. Um, and that's obviously something that 
you know, nobody's really like perfected and it's hard to perfect, but um, yeah. <laughs> so on the note of communication, I want to bring it back to, let's say you and your attractiveness and your experience, because I'd imagine many, if not all of your male friends always hit on you or used to hit on you, but when you were single and like, cause to me, I was definitely wired in a weird way. And I was always like any female friend I was considering, you know, is there a potential relationship with her? Cause I wanted one and you know, it's a consideration. Um, and you know, I'm assuming many men would have liked to have a relationship with you. Like not just your looks, you have a great personality as well, but you know, I'm assuming that would happen to you more than some other people. And so was it difficult to have platonic friendships? Was it difficult, you know, I, growing up in high school and university until you, you know, started to see someone or I don't know if you oh, had other of, boyfriends, but of course I didn't, I didn't have any, except for maybe like gay guy friends. I didn't, I didn't have good, like guy friends, um, unless they're in a relationship and, and, that sort of thing. But I always envied the girl that had a bunch of guy friends and was just friends with them. Like I kind of am a firm believer that a guy and a girl who are both single can't just be friends. Obviously they can and that exists, but I've never experienced that. And there's always been that, you know, couple years down the line oh I really like you or I want to start a relationship and it's like no bad we're just friends so <laughs> it's frustrating it's for me at least it's been like annoying <laughs> yeah no I, I understand that fully and and I definitely would have if we were closer I would have been a culprit of the same thing <laughs> it was a common pattern with me and almost a running joke among my friends that like most of my female friends I ended up falling for and like you know it was very hard to even help it i i want to kind of you know i want to ask about your feeling if any of kind of general isolation because it feels like with you know both with females and males then because of the way you look there is an inability to potentially really deeply connect and be authentic because of the way you look and it's, and you know, I'm interested in hearing that because yeah, I, I've not heard anything about that really before because that's the message I'm getting across like male friends, you know, they're going to try and get with me maybe may, and the more I open up, the more I'm authentic, the more they're likely to fall for me. Females, like I don't want to make them feel bad and you know, they're going to tell me just get over it. And so what is that? What was that like? And, and yeah, how did that change? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's a sense of isolation and it's interesting that you even bring that up because I think throughout this whole like quarantine COVID thing, I've, I've even felt that a lot more. Um, I don't know if it hinders your ability to get close, but I think there's definitely that sort of little thing in the back of your mind that's like almost like a wall like I shouldn't you know talk about certain things because a of how they might make somebody feel or how I could be coming off to somebody does that make sense yeah. um so yeah I think I've I personally I, I mean I can't speak for everyone but I've definitely felt like a sense of 
isolation or not being able to get uh, deep or close to certain people because of it. And and what would you say to people who respond the like in that exact same manner to this? Like, oh, here's a privileged, pretty white girl complaining about, you know, not having enough real friends. It's almost a trope, but it's like, this is real. This is your human experience. And so what, what do you say to people who would still have that sort of reaction to this? Hmm. What would I say? Have more compassion. (laughs) No, I think, I think that, I think if we stopped looking at the way people looked and like, you know, physical appearance, things would obviously be easier. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's many people that are attractive that have deep relationships and are able to do that. So I don't know if it's my appearance or if it's just, I don't know, my personality. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And that's fair. I've, I'm kind of projecting that, Oh, clearly your, your uh, appearance is a contributing factor, but I don't have any basis for that. Right. Um, I just assume it is. Um, So that's a good point as well. Um, I'm wondering, uh, you know, to kind of wrap up sort of, I'm, I'm wondering why you were open to having these, this conversation with me, what, you know, why put yourself out there to talk about this? Well, I think it's necessary to talk about these sort of things and these open conversations bring light. And I think people will benefit from this, right? Like I'm sure you're feeling a certain way and you have these thoughts that are similar to others. Like you're definitely not alone in this. And I know that I'm probably not alone in the way that I feel. And as you mentioned, it's, it's hard to talk about this stuff and there's not always a safe space to do it, or, you know, maybe there's not the right person to talk to. So I think when you approached me, I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is interesting. People, or at least people, I like, I don't know people that are having these conversations. And I think that real people should be able to talk about it. So yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to hide and I don't, not ashamed of anything. So why not? Well, great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I, and I appreciate you being willing to come on as well and talk about this because I I agree it's extremely important to me. Um, Do you have any last thoughts about anything we talked about that you think, you know, I or any of the listeners should, should know or should consider? Yeah, I think the one thing that I always try to think about, um, and especially in the age of social media, where you can look at someone and you can think, wow, they're perfect. They're beautiful. Their life is perfect. And you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. You never really know what's going on in people's heads and their minds, what they're dealing with. So I think what I try to take away every day and try to practice is not to put judgment or to compare myself or to listen to someone else and say, "Ugh, like they're just, you know, privileged and they're beautiful and they don't have anything to worry about because it's deeper than that. And it's not that simple. So, you know, I think everyone should just try to remember that social media especially is um, a facade and it doesn't matter how beautiful you are because everyone's dealing with their own issues and you can't really put judgment on that. 
Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so thank you. I appreciate that. This was, this was really great. I really appreciate it. Me too. Thanks for thinking of me for listening to my rant. <laughs> no worries. <laughs>